Blog Talk Radio. Happy Saturday, all you animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I'm really happy that you're here today because I've invited two of the Pet Place listeners' favorite guests back to the program. First up is our Pet Place pet psychic, Terry Steuben, who's just come back from helping clients in Europe. I'm surprised she even came back after that trip. She had a lot of fun, but she's an amazing person who has a great connection to animals and can help with behavior issues, fear, troubling histories, you name it. She even has some tips for disaster planning because pets won't be able to understand what's going on if you have to evacuate in a hurry, and that can be a big issue. And after our halftime break, Zahara Neely from the Pasadena Humane Society has some terrific news about their brand new facility that just opened its doors this week. It is truly a shelter you must visit because it has all the bells and whistles needed to keep pets safe and healthy, find them permanent homes, and offer continual support to pet parents. So keep your radio set to KJAZZ 88.1 FM and we'll get started right after a quick message from the station. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and our longtime Pet Place friend, Terry Steuben, is joining us now. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Well, good morning, Marie. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, it's been a while, and I really miss chatting with you because you're so much fun. Oh, thanks. Hey, I you... missed you guys, too. Where have you been? <laughs> well, not in Europe like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to go there and, and chat with some kids. It was pretty fun. Ah, and you visited some clients, too, I hear. I did. It was it was a lot of fun, and as I've since I've gotten back, people are saying, do they speak British, too, the animals? <laughs> That's a good question. Do the animals have accents when you travel abroad? <laughs> no, actually, I well, I don't hear them that way, but it's really fun to listen to the people who have the accents, and then they, they found that they thought I had one, so I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Wow. <laughs> well, let's remind everybody a little bit about what you do, what your experience is. You're a pet psychic, so let's explain what that is. Well, I call it animal communicator. Some people call it pet psychic. But what that is is I relay information to people about their pets. I also uh, do medical intuition, and I do, I'm a Reiki master, and uh, currently I work with about 10 different vets back and forth. So what I do is I relay symptoms uh, about pets that are maybe not feeling as well, and by us all working together, it allows their diagnosis to be more exact and allows their pets to heal and, and um, be healthy longer and stay that way. That's very cool. So if somebody has a sick animal and they're not exactly sure what what the animal is feeling, you can intervene and communicate with that animal and find out I have pain on my left side or something like that, right? Well, yeah, and actually what happens is because of the medical intuition that I do, I feel their pain in my body. So I'll say, well, it's in the kidney, it's in the liver, it's in the stomach, it's in the digestive tract because I feel it inside of me. I can tell them if it's burning or if it just feels like it's not absorbing or 
whatever it feels like to them is what I can relate to the person. And then they can take it to the vet and, and have that discussion with them, too. And vets are much more open to that these days than they used to be. Wow, that's pretty cool, except for the fact that you have to feel it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good part is, is that as soon as I get off the call, it kind of goes away. So that's good. Okay. Now, you wrote a book about animal communication that includes a section on emergency preparedness. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, the book is called Secrets of a Pet Whisperer, Stop Telling Your Animals to Misbehave. And, uh, yes, there is a section in there about emergency preparedness, and that came from my work as a, a disaster responder with the Humane Society of the United States. And I started doing that kind of stuff uh, about five years before Katrina. And what I do with that is, uh, is I, I would be called when there's a disaster and go down and help and um, get the animals out, especially the hard ones they couldn't get out. But uh, because of Katrina, the laws were changed, thank God, so mm-hmm. that you can now evacuate with your pet. The other thing is, is that I found that a lot of people don't realize that it's really simple to get a bag ready for their pet. You know, it's just a few things, a little bit of food, a little bit of water, a leash or a carrier, throw that in a little bitty bag, put it in the back of your car, and you're good. Absolutely. And you have to also practice with your pets, too. I I just had the experience of having my house tented, and we all had to leave the house for three days because it was uninhabitable during the time that it was tented. And as soon as the work people came... One of my kitties just ran and hid, and I had the most difficult time finding her. I can imagine that if there was an earthquake or some other disaster and she disappeared and I was in a hurry trying to gather up all my pets, that would be a huge problem. What do you recommend? It is a huge problem, and that's when, unfortunately, a lot of us pet owners get bit is because they're as afraid of things as we are. But if you even can't find your animal where it's hidden, what do you do? Well, the best thing you can do for a situation like that would be to leave food for them. And um, I, sometimes, uh, like at Katrina, they were tell- we were saying just take a big, big bag of food, dump it on your floor, and then fill up the tub with water or fill up several different things with water so they have food and water for a while. Okay. Then also put a note on the door, either for the Humane Society or the fireman and say, my cat is in here, usually hangs around here. And what the firemen do is they will hand it off to whoever the animal responders that come in so that they can come in and get your pet out of there safely. Uh Or if it's safe for them to still be there, they'll just make sure that they get on a list where they feed and water them until you can get back in to get them out. Okay, so if you're given the evacuation order and you can't find one of your animals, just make sure there's plenty of food and water in the house before you take off. Absolutely. Okay. My big concern is that a lot of uh, Orange County and L.A. County folks live in fire areas, and I just would hate having to leave in a hurry if a fire was approaching, knowing that one of my pets is still in the house. As an animal communicator, and, and obviously not all of us can communicate with animals, how can you try to communicate with your pet to, to get them to come to you? Well, the first thing is is uh, that's where my book comes in because it teaches people how they can communicate easily and effectively. And the most important thing to do to say to them is 
tell them the truth as you know it now. There's a fire coming, and we're going to get your carrier ready. And, you know, if if you hear smell smoke, start putting them in the kennel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, because you never know when you're going to get that order. Right. Okay? right. Uh, I knew some people when they had some fires here a few years ago, they had everything ready just in case. And the fire ended up going, it came close to them, and they were getting ready to evacuate, and then the fire went the other way, so they didn't have to. But that whole time, for it was like five days, they were ready to go if they had to. Wow. And what do you suggest people keep as far as the basics to have on hand? I know we need our, cal- our carrier, but, but what else should we have in addition to that, some kind of bag that's filled with goodies? What do you recommend? Uh, a, a little bit of food. Um, a lot of times it would be nice if you could have up to two weeks food and water for them. But if you can't, just have a bit of the basics uh, because PetSmart Charities these days has been very helpful in taking food someplace. But if they're on a special diet, you need to kind of plan ahead with that. Keep a certain amount of food, water, um, maybe a towel to put over their kennel so that it keeps either the sun out or if you've got a cat, keeps them in a like a safety dome. If they're on any kind of medication, that would need it to be in, to be added to it because it's going to be hard to get medication when you're evacuating. That's true. Um, anything, toys that they would normally have, and that's why it's important to get them used to whatever their safety zone is going to be. Um, you know, there's different things for birds and rabbits. There's so much stress can kill those kinds of animals. Um, birds, of course, you need to figure out a, a. some of these birds are large, and you need to have a carrying thing that you can take them with and put them in your car if need be. Um Horse people are always really good because they get out first. I never have to worry about the horse people because they they always get out first. Oh, okay. And they have people that help them, and they, they get out first. There's a few horse people that aren't ready, but the ones that are ready usually help the ones that aren't ready. Oh, that's good. And, yeah. and I would recommend to anyone who has a, a horse, if your horse doesn't practice getting in and out of a trailer, you really need to do that because getting in and out of a trailer, believe it or not, can be very, very scary for a horse. So exactly. make it a pleasant and experience. That, that, that can be a huge problem and it, it does need to be, that would probably be the main thing I think in California we would need to do with horses and make sure that they know how to get in and get out of a trailer because if you change the trailer or the vehicle pulling it, they'll start kicking the side and these boys are pretty... Boys and girls are pretty heavy, right? and it, it can create a big problem sometimes. Well, they can so. injure themselves, too. I went on a really heartbreaking call when I worked at Animal Control a number of years ago for a horse that actually was bucking up and down so frantically in the trailer that it actually broke its neck. So it, it can be pretty tragic. So you want to make sure that your horses are real comfortable getting in and out of the trailers. Use lots of treats and, and lots of soothing words and and really make them enjoy the process. Well, and just keep in mind that the words you choose make the pictures they see. And take a deep breath and relax and say, okay, we're going to put you in here and where where are you taking me, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you to a place where we're going to be safe. We've got food, we've got water, they'll walk you around. Try and make it as easy as a transition for them as you can because I remember in the fires... They were yelling down the horse stalls for me to come down and stop a horse named Jet from kicking the side of the trailer. And the problem for him was they had a different kind of vehicle pulling the trailer in front of him. 
So once I explained to him that it was different and that he was going back home, he was actually calm. Wow. And he did make it. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it made a, it made a big difference and it also made quite a few believers in the horse co- horse area for me as well. It was pretty cute. That's pretty neat. Hey, I know that in addition to talking with them, you also have to have a calm demeanor. If you're freaking out inside, how do you put out that calm demeanor so that your animals don't pick up on your your own frantic energy? Well, animals pick up your energy three times as much at all times. So okay. what I usually try and recommend is the first thing you want to do is take a very big, deep breath. And then just start talking to them as though they were a kid that's about seven years old and saying, that's what we're going to do. Okay. And if you're nervous, they're going to know it. And you can even acknowledge, I'm nervous, but we're going to go here and we're going to be okay. That makes sense. Terry, let's give out your website address before I let you go so that our listeners can see all the great information you have on your site. Sure. It's terrysteuben.com. We tried to make it easy. Oh, that is easy. (laughs) (laughs) There's also YouTube videos. Feel free to check those out. Excellent. Excellent. Terry, you're a wealth of information, and thanks so much for visiting the Pet Place today. Thanks for having me. It's time to take a quick Pet Place break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome Zahara Neely from the Pasadena Humane Society to the program. Good morning, Zahara, and welcome back. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me again. Well, a lot has happened since we last chatted. You mentioned that you were going to be opening up a brand new facility, and that just happened this week. Exactly. Um, we had our open, open door ceremony um, on Thursday, and uh, we had this uh, great um, crowd come out for it, um, for our new animal care center. Oh, that is so cool. Let's tell our listeners what the animal center is all about now. I mean, you have so many additional features. Right. Um, The Animal Care Center is an expansion of our current shelter. Um, It um, actually has a new high-volume spay-neuter clinic and animal wellness clinic, and that will be open five days a week, um, and we'll be able to spay and neuter uh, dogs, cats, and a new... Our newest addition are rabbits, so we're able oh. to spay and neuter rabbits now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's affordable cost. Um, and uh, the important thing about the new spay and neuter clinic is that before um, we could only spay and neuter animals within our service area, but now it's open to all pet owners, regardless of where oh, they live. Oh, wow. I was going to mm-hmm. ask you about that if it was for Pasadena residents only, but anybody can go. Exactly. Anyone can come and um, you know have their animal sterilized, which is wonderful because it helps with pet overpopulation. Absolutely. What's the phone number somebody would call if they wanted to make an appointment for spaying uh, and neutering? That phone number would be uh, 626-792-7151, extension 162. I mean, sorry, that's my phone number, 626 <laughs> 
792-7151, extension 132. Well, I'm sure lots of listeners want to talk to you, too, so. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You'll be hearing from um, them. <laughs> and they can also visit our website, too, which is PasadenaHumane.org forward slash SNP. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. So you guys have a words, sense of humor uh, over there. SNP stands for uh, Spain, Neuter, and Pasadena. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so people get a kick out of it. Yeah, that's great. You guys are so creative. Can you can you actually make your appointment online, or do you have to call? Um, you have to call for an appointment, okay. but our website has all of the uh, pricing and just additional information. Okay. You mentioned it was the Pet Wellness Center. Do you do more than spaying and neutering? Do you do vaccinations, microchips, that sort of thing? Right. Um, the wellness, the animal wellness clinic also has um, a vaccination and microchip clinic, which runs on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, and we offer various vaccinations for uh, cats and dogs, including rabies. Um, and vaccinations range from $6 to $15. Okay. And microchipping is $20. So oh, great try deal. to keep it very low cost. Does the microchipping include all of the additional features that you get when you get a microchip, like you can add in all of your family's information, alternate phone numbers, that sort of thing, or is it the basic microchip? Um, we do register the microchip um, for the pet owner, so it will include their contact information, um, any additional features and services that you would have to go through uh, home again, okay. pet microchip services. Okay. All right, that mm -hmm. makes sense. And what about general vet care? Is that something that you're also offering or no? No, no, okay. we are not. Okay, so we have our vaccinations, microchips, spaying and neutering. Exactly. And for pets that come into your facility that need veterinary care, would they be treated on that facility? Uh, they would be treated in our um, in our shelter clinic, um, okay. which was the older clinic. Okay. And <laughs> you have a new education and training center. Tell us about that. Exactly. Um, it's this big auditorium, and we're able to uh, host all of our training classes there and events and seminars. Um, earlier this month, we had um, six uh, seminar series um, that featured, um, like, uh, talks about cat behavior, wildlife issues, and a whole bunch of dog-related issues. Mm -hmm. um, so we used that room for that. Um, and also um, for our regular training classes that include like puppy kindergarten and basic obedience and some tricks classes, fun and game classes. Oh, that is awesome. How do you sign up for the classes? Um, you can sign up online. You download the registration form and you can send it in. Are there fees for the classes? Uh, yes. Um, for the fees, actually, are – I can pull this up for you. Um, they vary. Uh, it's 130 for general registration. If you've adopted from PHS, it's 110 And okay. if you are an active volunteer, it's $65. Ah, nice. Incentive for volunteering. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of volunteer opportunities do you have right now? Um, right now, I mean, our volunteers help in every department for the most part. So we have a lot of volunteers that help with our behavior staff as far as socializing with the dogs in the kennels, taking them out for walks. We have uh, volunteers that help with our health staff in the clinic, um, volunteers who help um, 
in the front office and adoptions, as well as volunteers who go out with our mobile unit. Okay. Do you guys do fostering there? So let's say you get a litter of puppies or kittens that are too young to be placed. Can volunteers take them home until they're ready? Yes, we do. We do. Um, we, we are actually um, um, revamping our foster care program, so um, we're really excited about that. That's pretty cool. I think it's a, a great volunteer opportunity for somebody who can't necessarily come into your facility to do volunteer work but is happy to have kittens or puppies at the house for a few weeks to, to play with them and love them and, and get them ready to be adopted. Exactly. That's exactly. And it's all to help the animals find a home. So Absolutely. And I heard also that you have a dog boarding facility. Is that true? Mm-hmm. It's our new dog boarding facility. Um, we Our old one was in the the main part of the shelter, but we have moved it over to the new facility. Okay. Um, and that's for, um, you know, residents who are going out of town for a short period of time um, and leave their uh, they can leave their dogs with us. Um, we're also opening dog daycare soon. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're a multiple service facility. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're like a one-stop shop for... That's um, really cool. You know, a lot of people, when they adopt dogs, they realize that their dogs are going through separation anxiety when they mm-hmm. have to go to work. So to have a doggy daycare that they could go to during the hours that they're at work, that's great. And is there a play yard and interactivities that the dogs can have during the day that they're there? Yes. Um, as a part of dog daycare, um, our uh, people can sign up to have uh, uh, our staff um, teach them things, you know, have basic obedience classes or things oh. like that. So. So it's it's like sending them off to school too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can hear everything going on. It sounds like you're working at a very busy place today. Oh yes, very busy. <laughs> so busy's a good thing. <laughs> That's great. And you have a shelter shop too that has uh, food and accessories and clothing and all kinds of toys for pets. Tell me a little bit about that. Exactly. Our shelter shop is our expanded pet store. Um, it's right at the corner of Del Mar and Raymond in Pasadena, so it's part of the new Animal Care Center as well. Um, and anything, really, for cats, dogs, rabbits, hamsters, birds, you name it, we have it. We can order it for you, too. Wow. Um, and the big thing about that is that all proceeds from our our Retail sales go back to our animal program, so oh, what you wonderful. buy there stays here at the shelter. Ah, very nice. And you know what? I just realized we haven't said exactly where the Pasadena Humane Society is, so let's give out the address of your new facility. Sure. It's uh, 361 South Raymond Avenue in Pasadena, and that's uh, 91105. And, and we should give out your website, too, just in case somebody missed that. And we are located, um, our website is PasadenaHumane.org. Excellent. I know one of the problems that you were really working on had to do with parking. Did right. you Did you figure out what to do about parking? Yes. We actually um, built an underground parking lot wow. right under the new facility. Okay. So there's plenty of parking for everybody then. Exactly. Um, accessibility was a challenge for us in the past, um, but now we have uh, a lot more parking, so parking is not an issue anymore. Ah, that's great. Are you open seven days a week? 
No, we are not. Uh, we are open Tuesday through Sundays. We are closed on Mondays. Okay. And what are your hours? Um, they range. Um, our general hours are um, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Excellent. It sounds like a lot of great things are happening over there, and that's wonderful because I know you have a lot of beautiful adoptable pets, and this is really going to help showcase them and bring a lot of people to your facility because everybody likes seeing beautiful places with beautiful animals. Exactly, and um, we have a wide variety of animals, um, various breeds of dogs, types of cats, rabbits. Sometimes we have birds lizards, um, you name it, we get it. (laughs) It sounds like a one-stop shop for everything, from pets to supplies to vet care to you name it, and parking to boot. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make it as easy. You know, we really want this to be a community resource, and um, that's that's why we opened up the new the new facility. Well, congratulations. It sounds just magnificent, and I can't wait to come see it. And I wish you and the whole organization tremendous success. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having us again, Marie. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. And it is time now to take our last break of the morning. But when we return, be ready for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Are you looking for a spring break activity for your 9- to 12-year-old human children? Well, I have the perfect suggestion. SPCALA is offering three week-long Friends for Life camps to teach kids basic care and responsibility for pets, respect for animals, and the beginnings of dog training, all while having fun with friends. Campers will participate in animal-related crafts and activities and do obedience and agility training with shelter dogs. There's also a wonderful opportunity for graduated campers. Anyone who is between the ages of 15 to 17 and has attended Friends for Life camp in the past may apply to be a camp counselor in training. If you're interested in learning more about this fabulous opportunity, visit www.spcala.com and click on the Friends for Life tab. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. <laughs>